It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, and welcome to the Red Box Politics Podcast in the Times. I'm Matt Chorley. It's the end of another pretty grim week for literally everyone. So what we thought we'd do in this episode of the podcast is I'm joined on the line by Esther Webber, Red Box Border Extraordinaire. Hello, Esther. Hi. How are you? I'm all right at the moment. I have to say, today I have started feeling a little bit peaky, but I think we're all just on hyper alert and hopefully I'll be fine. Stay well and all of that. We need to make sure that you're well, uh, although I'm, I'm glad that we're only speaking over the powers of uh, modern yes, technology. that's probably for the rest. So what I want to do in this episode is talk about reasons to be slightly more positive about the world. Not that there's, you know, we're not in any way downplaying the utter awfulness of coronavirus, the impact it's having around the world, the extraordinary impact it's having on people's lives, not just those working in the health service, but, you know, schools are now being closed, people told to stay at home, actually the extraordinary impact of, particularly for elderly people, to be told to basically not see anyone for months on end. But we just thought it's the end of another difficult week, let's try and focus on the positive. So Esther, what is in your survival kit, if you like, what's getting you through this? Have you been shopping a lot? Uh, yes, I have. I've sort of developed this weird approach to shopping. So the normal practice is I do a big shop online and then you pick up bits and pieces in between. Um, now I find that whenever I leave the house, which isn't much, I pick up something really outlandish and weird and something I would never really eat ordinarily. Now we've got loads of potato waffles in the freezer, <laughs> and all, and I think we're having prawn tempura tonight, which we've never attempted before. So it's kind of all a bit hit and miss. It feels to me. I went to into town this morning. Very quick recce. I was very pleased that when I paid the car parking ticket afterwards, I was only in the town for eighteen minutes, and I found myself walking around Waitrose. So I'll go in and pick up some bits, see what is around on the shops. 
it felt like Christmas, partly because we like to go to HOs at Christmas and buy all the nice things. But I just sort of find myself walking around thinking, well, it's like a special occasion. Or I'll treat, oh, I'll get some smoked salmon. I'll treat myself. I think, what am I going to do with smoked salmon when I get home and just buy awesome iced buns that I'd yeah. never buy in a million years? No. And I just sort of think the one of the downsides of all of this is that I'm going to be enormous by the time we're allowed out of the house again. Well, this is a risk. At the beginning, I said, oh, yes, I'm going to start doing like YouTube yoga videos. And also, I've got some weights at home that I haven't used for ages. So I was like, oh, well, I'll start doing that again. But really, I think the amount of exercise undertaken will be proportional to the level of boredom. Also, the problem is, I was like, yesterday morning, I'm going to go for a run. I'll go into my normal three-mile yeah. three run. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to do this every day, and that will be fine. But then the trouble was, by lunch, I was like, well, I went for a run this morning. I shall have another round of sandwiches. We've ordered an exercise bike off the internet. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> which has become part of a kind of suite of things that me and my flatmate have promised ourselves we're going to get into uh, during this time. Uh, also on her list is, uh, I think, learning French and learning. So she's going to learn French. Um, basically, by the end of this, we'll all be Renaissance women. Um, however, I'm not quite sure it's going to work out like that, given that our current lunch break seems... To mainly consist of watching Frasier. Oh, no, there's so much. That's the trouble. There's so much good stuff on the table. I mean, I've got so many good intentions. I've ordered, I did a massive Amazon order thinking, well, we're not going out anymore. We've had to cancel, you know, holidays, weekends away, all that sort of stuff. So I've ordered variously Republic by Plato, uh, thinking, well, I read that when I was at oh. college, you know, a bit of deep thinking. Uh, Wolf Hall, because somebody's always, t- people are always telling me how much, yeah. how, and it's, they're, they're big, thick old books, and I've always thought I've never got any time for that. We've ordered Cluedo, some Harry Potter Lego, and a game, which I'd never heard of before, um, called... Uh, Clask. It's sort of described, it's a bit like air hockey, but you use magnets under the table instead. Anyway, there's going to be very little work done, uh, unless, yeah, of course, the I... editor's listening, in which case I'm flat out. Yes, obviously, we both are. <laughs> <laughs> so, Esther, let's, let's talk about how people might fill their time. We launched the Red Box Coronavirus Self-Isolation Playlist, asking people to come up yes. with uh, song suggestions. It's now currently up to about 22, 23 hours long. It's really taken off. <laughs> any particular... I mean, you, you had a couple of requests of your own, which I, I added, but any particular songs yeah. on there which stand out? Well, I added Shut Down by Skepta, which I think kind of speaks for itself. From the beginning, we've had suggestions coming in for... Don't Stand So Close To Me, which I think is probably the national anthem. <laughs> I think that's probably one we've had more than any other. Lots of REM, It's the End of the World as we know it. Uh, Joy Division seems to have done quite a lot of songs, which were uh, Isolation and Incubation. Most of the yeah. Smiths' back catalogue uh, works. Yeah. And then uh, there's Time to Get Ill by the Beastie Boys. I'll be honest, there's not one genre which stands out. You've got everything from Noel Coward, Let's Do It. Uh, <laughs> Monty Python's Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Sure. 
surely we shouldn't do it. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, some people haven't quite got the right message there. This is exciting. We're joined on the line by Danny Finkelstein. Hello, Danny. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very Hi, good. So Danny. we've got that Esther's here as well. This is a sort of virtual um, meetup. Danny, we're just talking about how are people filling their days and reasons to be cheerful. When we were trying to arrange for you to come on, explain to me what happened when you thought you hadn't got time. <laughs> yes, so I thought I'd have to go out to collect my son from school, which, as predicted by Esther Corrin in her brilliant piece about working together, my wife uh, suddenly said uh, that she couldn't do the pickup, which she was going to do originally. But to be fair to her, she is an epidemiologist at Public Health England, so I think I have to yield to her professional requirements. But I thought when you called me up that I had to leave any minute to go and collect Isaac from the tube station and only to realise that I was actually an hour out. Um, and so, you know, you sort of lose the track of the normal of normal time. And actually, we've had all the normal times meetings. I've been in the leader conference and we've had uh, some of our ideas meetings. So that's happened as usual. But it's the rest of the time. You haven't got all the meetings you know my day as well as the things that i do for the times or in parliament or or in various business or other interests is filled with things like phd students coming to talk to me about, about great electoral catastrophes suffered by the conservative party in which they puzzlingly think i'll be an expert or um <laughs> or just because they want to, to lobby parliament or to get something in the times or that you know something that i'm very keen on which is young people come to talk to me about the development of their career and I'm always really keen to help them but it does actually end up taking quite a lot of time all that stuff and it's amazing how much easier it is to get on with your work when you don't have that. And how are you doing your meetings? What's your, um, I mean, because Esther and I, the Red Box team, have been having our, I mean, that's essentially just a phone call or, a, or sort of video chat. How are you doing leader conference, which is... Well, when... the leader conference, actually leader conference is relatively small group. And so you can do that reasonably civilised fashion on the phone. The the, the ideas meeting is, is, is a lot bigger. And um, we then did all have to mute uh, the phone to know, in order to make sure we didn't have enough back, too much background noise. And we also accompanied it with a bit of paperwork. So uh, we sent round our ideas to everyone instead of just chipping in. What I think will be the uh, great national calamities if we all sort of run out of space <laughs> um, of, of uh, or, or, or our Wi-Fi breaks down. We're incredibly dependent on that, aren't we? Talking of why people need to mute, which is sort of the new national conversation. I think this is all right to talk about. It's slightly telling tales out of school. But the, the, the lobby briefing that happens every every morning, uh, where normally journalists go to number 10 and or go to Danish Street and they speak to the Prime Minister's spokesman to find out the latest on whatever's happening that day. Uh, because so many journalists aren't going into London, they're doing it, uh, journalists can dial in. The uh, Press Gallery WhatsApp group, has, it's like a small play every morning at 11 o'clock of people saying... Who's that heavy breathing? Mute, mute. Turn T off the news. Yeah, yes. for the love of God, turn off the bloody television we had this morning. And it's every morning it's the same. Still nobody's learnt the lessons. <laughs> My wife was actually in a conference call once where someone fell asleep and they were snoring and it wasn't possible to work out who it was. Uh, and the snoring was so loud that no one could continue. This wasn't uh, recently, uh, where I think uh, this was, uh, you know, some time ago. I'd like, I'd like to think that a conference called epidemiologist, everyone's quite alert and on the ball. But basically, everything's all right when you're one on one, isn't it? But the problem with uh, a lot of this collective working is how you deal with more than one person. So just before I let you go, because you do need to do the school run shortly, um, we've been asking people for their reasons to be cheerful. Uh, what was yours? 
Oh, the one I gave you was, um, I finally found the time I bought ages ago. I had to buy it on a DVD, a DVD of Jacob Bernstein, who is the son of Carl Bernstein, the Watergate uh, journalist, and Nora Ephron, who wrote When Harry Met Sally Sleeps in Seattle. Uh, also loads of great journalistic essays. Uh, he, She died, unfortunately, in 2013. And Jacob Bernstein has now made a documentary about his mother called Everything is Copy. I suppose it's particularly great if you're a journalist or a writer, but anybody who finds her brilliantly amusing, and I would challenge anybody not to, will love that documentary. It was great. So I did, unfortunately, have to have to have it sent to me, but I guess uh, I didn't go to the shops, so it's still something you can enjoy. One more thing for the list. I feel like after all of these recommendations, I'm not going to have a moment to myself. <laughs> Worse than that, it's going to be that we get, when when all the restrictions are lifted, whether whenever that is, you know, July, August, September, we'll be like, yeah, I can't actually come back to work this week. I've got a big pile of books and DVDs I need to get to. <laughs> Danny, it's lovely to speak to you. We'll have you on the podcast proper to talk about all of the serious stuff which is going on uh, another time. I'll okay. let you go because I don't want your son to be left at school. No, but I'm right here for you because I'm no longer meeting PhD students. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm glad I now know where we are in the pecking order. 45 Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, yes, we've been asking colleagues and readers of the Redbox morning email for their reasons to be cheerful. Um, send us yours. Email us redbox at thetimes.co.uk or tweet us at timesredbox because every time I get a little one of these, it's like a tiny ray of sunshine. You know, the, sun, the clouds break briefly. There's a little ray of sunshine. So we've had loads of these. Rose Wilde, who's the editor of Feedback for the Times, she said the weeds in my garden don't know what's hit them. Loads of people talking about gardening and the benefits of gardening. Janice Turner wrote in the Times about what a difference gardening's making. Matthew Paris says the bonfire of his diary commitments. Uh, Rachel Sylvester asked her football mad son, who all of his matches have been cancelled, uh, she's asked him to become a personal trainer for the next few months and to 
devise a fitness program, although she does admit this may well turn out to be another reason to be miserable. And Satnam Sangera, this is lovely, he says, the magnolias are out, people have time to read books, there are no stag parties, Indian weddings the length of the Sudan war have been postponed, the argument for greater investment in the NHS has been won, and Celine Dion has cancelled her tour. Which is a beautiful summing up of, uh, of reasons to be cheerful. Um, Esther, have you got some of the ones that readers have sent in? Yes, I have. And um, well, a few of them actually are nature related. So there's quite a nice one here from Simon Evers. He says, this morning I walked as usual to the corner shop to get my copy of the Times. And on the way back, I met a neighbour talking to her dog. Sorry, <laughs> walking her dog. Um, <laughs> I must admit, I've been talking to my dog an awful lot because there's no one else to speak to. I imagine you would. And he says, we stopped to chat a safe distance apart and noticed we were under a magnolia tree in the full bloom. We realised whatever else happens, spring is almost here. Oh, that's lovely. That's a lovely one. Yeah. And then we've got... um, Tammy Hoffman, who I believe is a journalist, and she has written, um, I stopped my bike en route to work to deal with another crisis call. While I was parked up, a robin flew down and perched on my pannier. Um, so that's just nice. So yeah. that, that's enough yeah. to perk you up for a bit, and yeah. then you remember what's going on. I think my contribution in that vein is that I seem to have already become inordinately interested in the only wildlife I can see from my London flat, which is a pair of crows. So that's my new fascination. Have you given them names yet? Day 31. Being able to walk the dog is still great. That's that's a reason to be cheerful because, you know, and the dog uh, doesn't want to talk to you about coronavirus. So that's uh, a bonus. More broadly, I think the fact there's lots of stats around about how the massive drop in air pollution uh, around the world, uh, not just in the UK, but around the world, some suggestions that more lives are going to be saved from that than might be lost to coronavirus, which is in no way to downplay uh, the awfulness of the of the deaths from coronavirus. But there are, you know, grab those straws, um, clutch at those straws where you can. So before before we wind up, it's very difficult. But, but both of us are very sociable people, and the idea of not seeing anyone for um, for weeks is already proving difficult. How are you? socialize or trying to socialize in this new this new world okay so obviously it's uncharted territory um and my main thing is i do feel a bit sad i can't see my parents because i normally see them every couple of weeks but we've decided what we're going to do instead of our sunday dinner routine is uh, obviously chat on skype or facetime and it was meant to be a friend's birthday party tomorrow. Uh, he's obviously cancelled that. But we're going to have drinks, virtual drinks, uh, which we're calling Sky Peritifs. That's really nice. <laughs> and um, and potentially might get dressed up as well, which would make, make a change from being in my tracksuit all week. <laughs> Now this is a terrible admission to me. I don't own any joggers, and now I'm wishing what? that I'd all those times of walking around Primark and not buying any. And now I just say I could be living in them. 
Um, Even when you were jogging with Jeremy Hunt, <laughs> no, I was wearing, very much wearing shorts then. I think I would have I would have right. collapsed through heat uh, if I'd been jogging with Jeremy Hunt wearing, wearing some tracksuit bottoms. Um, yeah, I was very sceptical of virtual drinks. It sounded like a sort of hipster, slightly knobbish yeah. thing to do. However, I think there is something about um, seeing the person that you're talking. Like if you speak to someone on the phone, it feels a bit like work and a bit official. And yeah. what's the yeah. point of this call? Uh, whereas stick your WhatsApp on, get a beer, talk a load of nonsense, laugh, try to find something to laugh, to, to make you laugh. Yeah. Um, and it does. It releases all those endorphins and cheers you up and, and you come away thinking, oh, that was nice. It was utterly pointless. I learned nothing from speaking to those people. But um, for a brief bit, we forgot about what was going on and we laughed about the stuff that we what I'm gonna what when I think we'll run into problems is when we've talked about all the things we've done before and then our only experience is we can't then start just talking about oh do you remember that WhatsApp chat we had yeah. two there's, months ago? There's gonna be I was saying this, there's gonna be like nothing to catch up on. Like you can't talk about what happened last night, um, you know, when we all went out or you know, someone's drama with their colleague because that's going to be, it's all going to be quite limited. Yeah, somebody stormed out of a Google Hangout isn't quite <laughs> yeah. as uh, as impressive. I don't know how we, so just, fi- just finally, on the uh, how to fill the days, we were talking, as well as all the other stuff that I've ordered on Amazon, we were discussing whether or not to get a dartboard. Our 18-year-old suggested whether we should get a dartboard. I'm not quite sure where in the house we could put a dartboard because obviously some, some of them might go astray and make holes in the wall. And then I thought, well, actually, that will give me something to do. I can fill the holes in the wall and then paint <laughs> over them. And then we can put the dartboard back up again. And, and this, is, this is basically how I'm going to fill the days and the weekends now, playing darts, filling the holes, painting Amazing. over them, and then throwing more darts. See, you've you've there got a problem and a solution. <laughs> I think, yeah, it, it, as long as we manage to not start drawing a tally on the walls, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, and whatever you do, don't start writing a coronavirus novel. No, no. Because actually, that. the amazing, of course, the thing about this is that it's the most extraordinary thing that we're going through. The most like baffling. Um, exhausting, frightening, disorientating thing, but everyone is going through it. There is no one who is special in this. There is no one who can claim to have been more in it. It's not like when we were wanging on about Brexit and our friends wanted to know what's it really like inside. Everyone is going through this um, at the same time. It is awful. We don't want your coronavirus. Go and write a sitcom. Do something. You know, if you have yeah, to write a book good. or a, a TV show or something, make it something which is nothing to do with coronavirus because um, Lord, Lord knows when we get out of it, we're yeah, going to need um, it. And don't don't record a podcast because we've got that covered. <laughs> oh, and, please, and please, please, please do not get a load of celebrities to record themselves singing Imagine. No. Have you seen, no. if you if you haven't seen it already, <laughs> each time, I can't, loads of people have reacted to it on Twitter already, each time a different person who you love appear, whether it's Will Ferrell or whoever, appears singing out of tune, tone deaf, sort of another part of you wants to go deeper into self-isolation and maybe turn off the Wi-Fi. It's extraordinary. Esther, stay safe. Thank Don't you. eat all you the poor tempura as it wants. Do get I'll out of your joggers you. for your 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 WhatsApp aperitifs. Um, yeah. uh, wash your hands and keep yeah. listening to the coronavirus self-isolation playlist and you'll be fine. Yeah, it sounds like a plan. If you're listening to this, uh, just for two minutes, go on to iTunes 
uh, post a review. Tell us where you are and what you're doing and why you love or don't love the Red Box podcast and what you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. And do send us your reason to be cheerful. Email redboxthetimes.co.uk or tweet us at timesredbox. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss whatever episodes we manage to pull together um, in the next uh, few weeks. And just stay safe, look after each other, speak to your neighbours, even if it's only virtually, and try to find a way to have a laugh because that's how we'll get through this. Take care, Esther. I will speak to you virtually very soon. Speak soon. Bye-bye. For me, Matt Chorley, it's goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.